Corinthians chapter 6 one more time. There's no telling how many times it's been preached, but let's preach it one more time. Amen. A fellow called me yesterday and he said, y'all probably be out by 12. If y'all see him on the streets, tell him we ain't going to make it. We ain't going to get out by 12. Uh, I stood up when Janet and Emma come down for birthdays. The Bible said, respect your elders. Be, be nice, nice to your elders. I didn't used to do that with Janet. But after a while, I learned it pays sometimes to go ahead and stand up for your elders. Amen. God's been good to us. He's blessed us. He's took care of us above all nations that I've ever heard or read about. Larry, I told Larry, could they have his youngest from Haven of Rest up on the mountain? Uh, I met the older brother there down at Kenneth's. And he'd been praying for Kenneth when Kenneth had his heart attack and done some work for Kenneth. And there he's brought his, his siblings with him. I told Larry I'd had it on my mind this morning, I don't know, three, four, five o'clock. I couldn't sleep and I had it on my mind how the church world is deceived. And I know a lady says she got saved probably, you know, just a young one. She's got her own personal relationship with God and she don't need church. That ain't what the Bible says. We need church. That's a selfish way to look at it. And America is looking at it in a selfish way today. That'll have to be another message some other time. But what Larry read in in Galatians there, in my old Bible, uh, I'm trying to switch Bibles with bigger print. I'm having a, a battle. Amen. But I'm going to read you one verse, the eighth verse of the sixth chapter that Larry read this morning. He said, For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. That's Galatians 6 and 8. Neighbor today, I want to not the pleasures for my flesh that will satisfy me for another year or two. Amen. That's about all I got left. But I want to sow to the Spirit and I'll have life everlasting. So when I die, I won't die spiritually, but the old body will die. It's rotten in a way. Anyhow, amen, but glory to God. The spiritual death, uh, like I said, I don't usually do this, but if I get you all to stand up, I will read all the way through it. That way I won't have to stop and pause. So if you will stand up, and we'll start at the 11th verse. Try to keep my vocal cords wet. I did, before I forget this, I did, I've prayed through and uh, I got some stipulation on it, but 
and I got the number in my pocket. She sent me the number personally. I think Jean Glass going to take me, and I'm going to call. I'm going to call that doctor in Winston, and if I can go one trip, and she can shoot fatty tissues into my left focal cord, I ain't going back three or four times. But if she'll do it in one trip, I'm going to call her this week. I'm going to get that done. Amen. So y'all pray about it. She says she can help my voice. The 11th, the 11th verse of the 6th chapter of 2 Corinthians. He said, O you Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you. Our heart is enlarged. That's old Pastor Paul. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children. Be ye also enlarged. Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial or, or Satan? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God? This is a verse I need to preach out of, 16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. You can be seated. Father, I ask you, God, to touch uh, your servant this morning. Keep my voice, God. I pray the people's ears would be open. They can hear what thus saith the Spirit of God to the churches. God, as you speak to our hearts, thank you for loving, for touching. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. As we go in to the Word of God. And he said, oh, Paul said, oh, you Corinthians, they were a hard bunch. And he said, my mouth is open unto you, and my heart is enlarged. I thought about, glory to God, his heart is enlarged. His heart is swelled up. His heart is sucking in every burden that he can get a hold of because the Corinthians was turning away from God. The Corinthians had heard the word of God and they wasn't walking where God wanted them to walk. And Paul's heart was tore out of the frame for this group of people. And I thought, I told Janet coming down the road this morning, 
and there ain't no use to keep it a secret. We need to just go ahead and tell what's on our heart. And I told Janet this morning, y'all know I've been praying about with age and, and sickness and problems. I've been praying about, God, would you let me step down, amen, and put somebody else in as pastor. And I told Janet, and you all know, I preach against fear all the time, but there's a little fear down inside of me. And I told her, I said, Mama, I have a fear that if I quit pastoring, I won't be obligated to read God's Word, and then I may slip back into perdition. And she said, I don't think that will ever happen. After 64 years, she's got more confidence in Preacher Bill than I have. I have no confidence in the flesh. I've seen too many sit down and quit. I'm obligated. I've sold out to God that I'll preach to you people, the people of Mount Vernon. I can't preach to them that's on a road trip, but I can preach to you that you're today. Glory to God. I wouldn't have studied. I wouldn't have been in agony. My heart wouldn't have been in Lars and the tears wouldn't have run down my cheeks yesterday if I didn't know that I was just shepherd over a great flock of sheep, a great flock of sheep that's worth something because they've been saved by the marvelous grace of God. And those that Satan are trying to beat down, Caleb, you're winning. Oscar, you're winning. Matthew, you're winning. You have showed the world these children right here need to know of the Word of God, to study the Word of God, to read the Word of God. Then on top of that, to feel the power of God. And when they're discouraged, as we soak in the, uh, Jesus, we know that our church is praying for us. Honey, glory to God. I've got a burden on my heart. My mouth is open wide, not to the Corinthians. I'm not there. I've been there, but I couldn't preach to them. The church of Corinth has been torn down. Amen. I walked through the ruins of the church of Corinth. Can I tell you something? Why? Because they backed up on God. They didn't worship God. They turned back to the Grecian ways to worship the flesh and the sun gods and the moon gods and the rain gods and to worship the saith and to worship the things of the world and the church, the building is destroyed and those that wanted something had to run and find another assembly of God not a denomination but an assembly of God to worship together I found working out of town one of the things that I missed the worst I was going to Fairview a church one of the things I missed the worst was the assembly of gathering together with the flock that God had put me with. I'm going to tell you something. My wife's got a smell. There ain't nobody else got. I ain't talking about her nose. 
Amen. Preacher Bill has got a smell. Our young ones knows that smell. Bless God, I've got a smell for the church of the living God right here at Mount Vernon. I've got an open heart, a large heart for the people of God. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you up front, don't want to make nobody mad, but it breaks my heart. When we have read a a new version of the Word of God and decided it's all right to do what we want to do on the Sabbath day, can any of you say the 31, whatever, I've been your pastor, can you say that I've been out of church on Sunday? Pleasure for myself. Amen. So I can stand up and preach that. If I do it myself, I can't do it. So I'm going to preach it, glory to God, whether we like it or whether we don't. You might read one of the other books. What is Labor Day? What chapter in the King James Version is Labor Day? I couldn't find it either. It may be in one of these new Bibles, new books, ain't even Bibles. Because the Bible's the truth. I don't know where it's at, but it's man-made. And our workplaces work around Labor Day. They work around the 4th of July. They work around all of these holidays, and that's when you can be off. So we give into our workplace. We give into this, but we take away from the house of the living God. There's somebody that could have been here this morning that would have been help to you. That would have lifted you up, or you might have been a help to them. I'm going to tell you something. I've enjoyed the parkway. I've enjoyed the beaches. I've enjoyed the beauty of God's work. But I'm going to tell you there's nothing compared to the love and the beauty and the joy and the overflowing of my heart. Amen. In the house of the living God. Amen. It's important that Mount Vernon never shuts down. Till Jesus calls the saints home. Till Jesus calls the saints home. That the door be open. The altar be open. And the word of God be open in front of the people. And read to the people. That our hearts would understand that God is with us. And he meets in the assembly of his people. Praise his holy name. Glory be unto God. Glory be unto God. I'm tired on the wage, but I'd give a hundred dollar bill if I could preach like I used to preach. I'd give anything if I could stand up. It's on my mind this morning, a Sunday morning Christian. I'd give anything. God gave me the song, but I can't sing it. Amen. I'd give anything, but it ain't. I don't want to be a teenager again. Who? Praise God, I got through that. But I'd settle for 35 or 40. Amen. That I could have a little more strength. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to settle for. Wayne Lawson, I'm going to settle for the glory of God. And I'm going to give him praise for all the years that he's took care of me. And he's took care of you. We're going to read. Now for a recompense. No, I ain't even got 12. You are not straightened 
in us. Straighten this poverty. Look up the word. Straighten this poverty. Paul said you are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. And that means in your own body, in your own self, inside. We're not spiritually in poverty because of the church. We're in spiritual poverty because of our own self. We are in poverty not knowing the Word of God. The doctor told me last week, he said, Bill, you'll probably never be completely blind. But he said, you'll be till you can't read. He said, you're going to be till you can't drive. Janice said, amen. I'm there. (laughs) Amen. Till you can't drive. But he said, you'll probably never be blind. What I'm saying to you, I need to be hiding some word in my heart. If I can't read it, amen, I know a little bit of it. That some of it will be revealed to me because I've read it one time before. I'm going to tell you how I know A, B, C, D, E. Because I rehearsed it, and I rehearsed it, and I rehearsed it. And they, when they said, you can't count to 10 if you don't go to 10, I said, 8, 9, 10. Amen. So that's how I know 10's 10 fingers because I rehearsed it. Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. That's the word of God. If we had the word of God hid in our heart, the Holy Ghost would speak out of us and say, you can't sin against me. This is sin. Glory to God. It's a lamp unto my feet. And when I have these times of depression and these times of trouble, what word did you use this morning? Bored. He said bored. When I get bored, the word of God is a light under my feet. I look at all that bored stuff and all that aggravation and all that depression. Well, there's a light. Glory to God. It may be them, but if I reach in on that light, it'll begin to brighten up and get a little brighter and get a little brighter. Lo and behold, I've seen a light several times when depression and the dark cloud was coming over and I didn't know which way to go and a light in the middle of the night come right in my bedroom. I'm talking about Jesus. When I get to dwelling on the light, Jesus said, glory to God, I'm the light, but I've gone away. Now you're the light. I'm going to tell you, the light in America is dim because we've backed up on God. What I'm preaching on, we are, you are, you are, you are, you are the temple of the living God, not the building. Amen. It ain't the building in Corinth that's gone. I walked through Jerusalem and temple after temple it's gone. Amen. And he had a sign. This is where the church come down and helped us and build a church and it ain't there no more. Bless God, we have got to go somewhere else. We are the temple of the living God. So wherever I'm at, I've got to testify of Jesus. I've got to give thanks for Jesus. I grumble, I guess, a little, but I need to give God praise for what he's done for me. 
I've had 55 years of glorious days knowing my Lord Jesus Christ was there, understanding a little more of God's Word each day, knowing that He's coming back, being glory to God, being overcome by the devil, and God moves Him out of the way. I'm glad today that God gave us that power not to walk in depression every minute and aggravation every minute, but get into the joy of the Lord, glory to God, and be excited about what He's doing, what He's going to do, what He's already done. Amen. And my brand new, oh, glory to God, and my brand new home that's just around the corner. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. It's great to be a Christian. So if you are in spiritual poverty, bless God, it ain't my fault. I talked to a young man this week that pointed out every bad thing that he knew about church. And he said, I think I've turned out pretty good out of church. I said, I'm going to tell you something about church. I think I've turned out pretty good being in church. Amen. Amen. Got a lot of things to be ashamed of, but I think I've turned out a lot better than I would if I'd have kept hanging on that commode. Amen. When I give it to Jesus, I know I ain't what it used to be, and I ain't what I'm going to be. But bless God, I'm working on what I am now. I want to be more spiritual. I want to be able to pray through. I'd like to see some people giving their hearts to God so we can blame it on the church. They've been rotten grapes and rotten bananas and rotten apples in the church. Amen. That don't mean I'm going to quit eating them. Amen. Just shuck that aside. Amen. And give me a fresh and glory to God. And he said, be not unequally yoked together. Young people, listen to me. What the Bible is saying. Be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. If you're a child of God, for what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light? with darkness. Y'all know it. I had a flashlight in Mother Bible. I've laid it down, I guess. But you know, if it's total dark in here, this light would shine. Everybody would see. Everybody would see that light. And he said, what communion has light with darkness? When light shines, darkness has got to go away. I'd like to tell you something. I'm going to tell you why America's in the shape it's in, why it's got the leaders that it's got. Bless God, it's because we let our light go out. We quit standing on anything. One of the easiest thoughts that I've ever had in my life is eternal security. I could just lay down and quit. The next easy thought, you don't have to go to church. You don't have to go to church every day. You don't have to go every time the door's open. I told my brother-in-law when he was living, I said, you probably ain't as mean as I've been. He said, I don't have to go to church every Sunday. I believe if he'd have stayed in church, he'd be a deacon with us now. 
That's my belief. Fool around on God, it'll cost you more. Bless him, Lord. I'm preaching about a cool God. He'll cool you in the hot weather. I'm talking about a warm God. When you're freezing to death and seemingly no spine, you know I'm telling the truth, then a warm streak will run right through you. A warm streak will run right through you. I've had it hundreds of times. I've been sitting in church just dumbed out, just dumbed out. Wake up, honey. Don't be dumbed out. And just all of a sudden, the Spirit of God would move through. I'd like to tell you, sitting four pews back in the in the old church before we built on, I think the three, I was way back here, amen, and right over there in that corner of the old church, which was right, used to be a room come out here, right in there somewhere, right inside that, I seen a picture of my dad, and we worried where dad was saved or not, he died drunk. And our hearts was burdened, having trouble shaking it. Amen. And God showed me a picture of Dad. We was in there singing. Nobody else seen it. Nobody else was there. Nobody else had that need that night. But he showed me a picture. Daddy said, I'm sorry, Bill. And he said, tell Granny I'm sorry. Amen. For the way that I've done. And it all went away. Now I'm going to tell you something else went away. It's a burden. I ain't worried about it. No more. God will move mountains. <laughs> Ooh, I'm about to have a shout and spell. That's the only one mountain that God moved when I was burdened with a heavy load. I couldn't shake it, couldn't get rid of it. And God, let me tell you something. Honey, if you're saved, leave a testimony to your people that your name's written in the Lamb's book of life and finish this race with patience, glory to God. Let the world know you've been redeemed. I, my people knows I've been saved. They used to run from me. I remember I'd go into into the dance hall, Sparta, and they'd tell him to watch me. My uncle was a vet, and he worked down there in the bar, and they said he'll cause trouble. Keep an eye on him. Don't sell him no more. I'd cause trouble every time I went. You know, the same bunch. <laughs> Some of them's dead, but they're running from me now. Said, here comes that boy. He'll tell us something about Jesus. He want to know if they go into church. Said, let's run from him too. Because he'll cause trouble in a sinner's world. Amen. The Bible said, blessed is the peacemaker, but it said, stir up some trouble once in a while in the sinner's hearts. Let them know they must be born again. If you've been born again, ain't any living right, held you home. It's that simple. If you ain't never been born again, hails you home. It's going to be just as hot because you had a good family. Went to church a time or two. Honey, it's going to take some continuance. It's going to take some endurance. It's going to take some battles. Fighting, well, glory to God. It's going to take some time on the front line. You keep praying, Ben. I'm going to try to be done in 30 minutes. I'm, I'm running a little bit behind. And he said, you, you go back, all in Corinthians are in that sixth chapter, and you begin uh, to read, the Bible said, is what, what discord 
hath with an evil port and a good report as deceivers and yet true as unknown yet well known as poor and poverty and you're rich amen and let's go on what the word said and be not unequally yoked together what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness and what communion hath light with darkness and what concord hath Christ with Belial that is Christ and the devil they have no fellowship amen or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel I'm going to ask you something on it what part have you got as a believer with an infidel that's an unbeliever one that won't accept Christ everybody ain't an atheist that don't believe they say I believe but they don't believe enough to trust God with it it's going to take more than just believing we're going to have to believe enough to turn turn loose of our ways and let God handle it God will pay our life bill God will furnish us bread God will furnish us a ride God will take care of me on the front line. God will take care of me when the storm comes that I can't do nothing about. How many of you in the last storm kept lying in from hitting your house? Only God can keep that from hitting your house. Oh, I'm glad. Oh, glory to God. I'm, I'm glad to be a Christian. And he said, the 16th verse, and this is where I'm preaching. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? And I've thought about, I've got idols at my house. And we begin to think more of washing our car. I'm not saying drive a dirty car. But when God tells you to read, and you don't read, when God tells you to pray, and you say, I've got to wash my car, or wash the dishes, or vacuum my floor, or my clothes are dirty, or I've got to cook for my young ones, and God has just spoke to your mind, and you shucked it off and decided to do what you wanted to do. Think about it. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? The Bible plainly says, For ye are the temple of the living God. My car is a dead God. But I am a temple of the living God. I like what he said. Let me read it. I will dwell in them. He's talking about the living God. I will dwell in them and I will walk in them and I will be their God and they shall be my people. I've come in time and time again. Used to more than I do now. I've come in time and time again. Anointed the pews. Anointed where problems set. Amen. Kneeled around that old altar. And there wasn't nothing going on till I got here. It was an old cold wall. An old cold wall. But ain't this made a difference when we lighted it up a little bit? Painted a wall. I'd like to tell you about the temple. 
I looked in Romania. I looked in church after church. And they were rock churches, the ones I looked at. Orthodox Greece is what they told me on some of them, Orthodox Greece. And the vines growed up around them. How many of you know if a vine grows upside of your house, it'll rot? The eaves will rot off. The shingles will rot off. And then the rainwater comes in and the floor begins to decay. And the walls and mold and mildew takes over. Can I tell you what's happened in the Baptist bunch? Hello? We've not been a light. We've not prayed through. We've not forgive our neighbor as we'd like to be forgiven. I remember a fellow said, I love smart addicts, because I used to be a big one. Come down to my altar. He wasted his time praying. He said, when you got a big burden, you carry a big rock. And got a little one, you carry a little one. I got a rock pile up there, and whatever rocks are, I don't go down there without a big problem. I don't go down there. They smart addicts on everything you try to do. But pray through them. You've got power over the voice of Satan. You can stop him. I got a boy, my boy, my oldest boy. It makes him so mad I could die when I talk about him. When I tell him the truth, he's full of the devil. You know why? He listened to the voice of Satan. You know why we get out of church and go back to the bottle? We listen to the voice of Satan. And then it goes, our heart where it was enlarged. I hope I die with enlarged heart. Amen. Spiritually enlarged heart. A burden for mankind. Hell is an awful, awful place. We are the temple of God. In Romania, as I walked by those places, and I tried to ask, I tried to ask, and I never did get a complete answer that suited me, but my heart was enlarged because they were shut down. And I asked about the gypsy tribe, and some tried to explain it to me, that they had come out of Egypt, and they were here over and over and over, and became gypsies, and they're in poverty. Can I tell you why they're in poverty? It's because of their beliefs. It's because of their actions. It's because of how they want to make a, make a living. Let me read that verse to you again. <clears throat> Let me read it to you again. Got to find it. You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. Today, if a person thinks that they are out of church and in God's will, they are their problem. It's not the church's problem that caused it. I know, I know, and we've had some false things come over this pulpit, but I know. For roughly 45 years, I know 
the gospel has been preached at Mount Vernon Church. I've been in leadership. I've done everything I can to keep King James Version, to keep love and communion among the people, to care my hearts and Lord's for Mount Vernon Church. Uh, it's not big enough to reach Mountain View and Pine Ridge, but my heart is in Lord's for Mount Vernon Church. We deceive ourselves because it's what we want to do. And we're straightened because of what we want to believe. I go back to 16, and he said, What agreement at the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them. This kind of excited me. He said, I'll walk in them. Amen. So God ain't still inside me. The Holy Ghost, he's a walking inside of me, stirring up my heart, stirring up the spirit in me, remembering how great God has been good to us. I thought, what a memory when Lane Lawson brought out a picture there of a baptizing down at the creek and Wayne and myself and Todd baptizing another. They will never come up in that picture, but someday they'll come up and we'll know who that is. We'll know, we'll know who that is. Amen. And he said, I walk, walk in them, and I will be their God. God said it'd be ours. What a great honor. What a great honor that he made us the temple the temple of the living God. And then he said, I'll dwell in them. And he said, I'll walk in them. And I will be, what did he say? Their God. A God that created heaven and earth. The sun and the moon, the stars, the universe, the Atlantic and the Pacific. And he said, I'll be your God. That's something to cherish that he's in you. Avery, I've never had that opportunity till I got saved that God would be mine. He's my God, and he can be your personal God, and your personal God. Ain't that great? I said, old James Lawson would probably never get saved. How many years has that been? Nine? Five. Five. I'm extreme. I'm extreme. <laughs> Amen. But think about it. Sitting right behind you is a man that used to be lost, but he ain't no more. He's saved. And he said he'd be your God. Kenny said the last will be first and the first last. So there's no selfishness in God. What an honor. Emma, what an honor when it is set in the house of God or my mama. Your mom and daddy sit, amen, and prayed that we keep our doors open. 
prayed that the devil wouldn't come in. I hope when I'm gone, you remember Bill prayed that the devil wouldn't get in our church. I like that old shouting spirit. I like that old running spirit. Are you able to run, lay your Bible down, and run all the way around church? Hallelujah. He's, he's able to go. Amen. If you can't go, send somebody. Amen. Oh, Matthew Glass done that in any amount of breath. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory. Glory be unto God. Church, I'm hurrying right here, right quick. We Christians need to stick together like, like these new Bible words. In the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, I'll read two verses, 16 and 17. Know ye not, he's speaking to the Corinthians still, know ye not, they're Baptist bound to bend. They're so hard-headed. They're so hard-headed. He had to write 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. They just couldn't get it. It didn't seem like. Know ye not that ye are the temple of God? And that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you. This third chapter of 1 Corinthians, as the 16th verse, 17th verse. If any man, listen to this, if any man defile the temple of God, who is the temple of God? You are, I am, we are. If any man defile the temple of God. What he's saying there, if we've let a problem grow up beside of us and we ain't painted our house. In other words, if we ain't prayed, we ain't read, we ain't been to church. He said, if any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. That's the word of God. Oh, I thought he is a saving God. He saved you, amen, and you let your temple go. You let your house go. You let your Bible, you let your Bible go away. Your prayer life, your testimony. Every saved, born again child of God in this place has a testimony. A walking, talking testimony that God lives in us, that he walks in us, and that he is our God. I could shout the house down, church. He's done something for us. If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. The temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. I remember, and God laid it on my heart, and I called Rusty Hawks. I said, you need to take off an hour or two. I said, there's a beer joint that God's laid it on my heart to take a revival poster. I said, I can't go by myself. He said, I'll go with you. I've never felt as out of place in my life. I went in the daytime 
when the wild crowd wasn't there. But there's a couple, and I said, ma'am, I've come to hang a poster for our revival at Mount Vernon Church. She went to telling me, she said, I'm going to sell this place. I've got it up for sale. I've got to get out of this. I appreciate you doing this. You know, it wasn't, I don't remember the time, but just a few weeks, that place was closed down. I pray, nothing I'd done, but that poster become a light hanging on the bar room, hanging on the bar room. If She said, I've been aiming to get back in church. I've been aiming to do this, and I've been aiming to do that, and I put it off. I'm afraid my light has flickered. I'm afraid it's grown dim. I don't go to word. I don't say something about Jesus. I don't charge them a nickel. I care less whether they liked it or not. I've had Janet to punch me in the ribs. Hold it down. I've had her to punch my ribs in church. Hold it down. If God gives you to you, say it. Turn the other side. Let them punch you in that side. Tell them Jesus is coming back. You read Revelations. I've got a personal understanding of Revelations. I can't seem to preach it out like I feel it, but it's alive, and Jesus is coming back. And it ain't going to be long. It ain't going to be long. It ain't going to be long until Jesus comes back. I've got another verse here if I can find it. Yeah, right here it is. In the sixth chapter of 1 Corinthians. Appreciate your prayer being glory to God. Oh, William, lift me up in prayer. Okay, the 17th verse of the sixth chapter of 1 Corinthians. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Neighbor, can I tell you, you that are saved, join to the Lord. We are one spirit. I ain't your, I ain't your hateful adversary. I got a letter. You think I ain't a, a mess keeper, but I decided I'm going to clean up a little bit. And I pulled out a letter from a lady who used to be a member here. I guess she still is. I ain't seen her in months, years, and she ain't wrote for a letter. But it was written in 04. And this is some of the words. I didn't throw it away. I just put it back in the drawer. I might need it next year. And it said how she loved me. I said, Lord, I was preaching the truth, but she got afraid to pray. Afraid God would hear her prayers and trouble would come to her house. She said, I got troubles, but I'm afraid to pray about them. Afraid they'll get worse. And the letter was two pages. If you don't believe me, you come to the house and I'll let you read it. How I appreciate you and Janet. The next letter I got was a text. She told me in the in the letter. I know what you preach, I need. I know you're preaching the truth, and I know if you preach it, it'll be out of the Bible. I know it's the truth. 
but on down the road when the light went out. And I'll hush right there. Amen. And the light went out. Said, you've done everything you can to break us down. I'm going to do what I want to do. You've heard my feelings. Preaching out the same word. Fear brings torment. Fear will take you into poverty. You can blame anybody or any disease you want to, but fear will put you in poverty. And the Bible told the Corinthians, Paul did, said you're straightened in your own bowels. You've took yourself down. I thought there ain't no use to throw this away. I'm going to read it again one day, maybe. Think about it, church. The word that works so good when you was living right don't work when you go bad, when your light goes out. I'm preaching us the truth. The Bible said in 18, Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body. But he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. 19 verse. He said, what? Paul said with a question mark. What? What? Oh, you Corinthians. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. 20th verse, for ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Can I tell you something? We've been the temple of God. Then they see us in the dance halls, in the bars. They see us in the hell holes of the world. If, I'm, let me tell you something. I ain't going to call Larry's name no more. But he loves football so much. If he gets that far out of the will of God, he'll go football nuts. Amen. Say amen, Larry. I used to call his name. He said, I threw him under the bus. But he's got a rival God. Amen. I love him. I love him. He stood up here and brought some things in Sunday school. So he's had to straighten up some things. Right, Larry? That's why I ain't resigned as pastor. My heart's enlarged, just ready to bust. But if I bring it out, I got to live it. When you testify of it, you got to live it. Hey, front row. When we bring it, we got to live it. We got to be an example. Because there's five sitting out there everywhere saying, he told me I need to do this, but he ain't doing it himself. Mm. He said, for you are bought with a price. Do we understand? And this is only, this is only a representation that cross that cross came out of Germany. The boys did. Twenty year military man that spent two or three terms in Germany. Carl Todd brought us that cross. Do you if you forgot the price that was paid, the darling son of God 
died, was tormented, spit on, a crown of rose, thorns around his back, drove through his hands and his feet, nails, amen, to break him, to break him. And he said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what to do. Do you not know? He said, oh, you Corinthians, do you not know that you were bought by price, the price of the life of the darling Son of God? He had to die to come out victorious for you and I. Hey, we forgot that we were bought with a price. I'm hurrying, church. I've got to quit. Mm-hmm. I need Jeremiah. I need to go to Jeremiah 31. I promise you these two, I'll just quit. I had full intentions of preaching 30 minutes, and I have. And I have. Amen. Jeremiah 32. Thirty-eight, there it is. And they shall be my people, and I will be their God. This is an Old Testament. Jeremiah prophesied this, what, years and years ago, 70, 70, 140 years ago, and here he is for us. And we go to Jeremiah. Thirty-one and thirty-three, and he said, "But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward part." This is prophecy, where the Lord said, "I'll take the law and put it into their heart." which is the Holy Ghost that I've just been preaching about in Corinthians. Amen. That Jeremiah prophesied, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. Ain't it a wonderful, wonderful God that we're serving today? A wonderful God that we're serving today. Glory be unto God. Hallelujah. Larry preached this morning on vain. I said I'd quit. Then I said, this is in Isaiah, then I said, I have labored in vain. I have spent my strength for naught, and in vain, yet surely my judgment is with the Lord, and my work with God. I'm going to tell you, I've watched it, and I see real pastors throwing in the towel. I see real pastors giving up along the way because they feel a message went out in vain. Jesus said the word 
won't return void. The word won't return a void. So if it won't return a void, it ain't gone out in vain. But I've been so discouraged. I remember, as far as I know, I don't know. She's still, I believe she's passed on. But I remember laying on the floor and praying and praying and praying for a lady that come to our church, family come to our church. I'd beg God. Neighbor, she wouldn't accept it. She was going to be depressed. She was going to do what she wanted to do. So I'm saying to you, what you've done and what you've prayed ain't in vain. This is 55 years I prayed for Scotty, but it ain't in vain. It ain't in vain. It ain't in vain. Well, it ain't in vain. I thought this young man worked for Kenneth, and, and he blessed my heart. I said, pray the other day. Kenneth had his heart attack. This young man was praying for him. Called him, said, I'm praying for you. And it's a blessing. I know they're from another church. But it's a blessing to have you all with us. You all go back and tell them, New Venture, they some, they some wild Baptists too. They some wild Baptists. I love you, youngins. I appreciate you all. My death's in my heart. If you will, stand. You are the temple of God.